All right, what up, peeps? We're back. It's the AEW Insider. Sorry it took so long. Wanted to get some info, what have you. And it's Comic-Con. So, I mean, if you know about Comic-Con anymore, it started out about comics. But in this day and age, it's anything except that, literally. So there is so much movie news, video game news, TV news, comic book news, toy news, what have you. It's ridiculous. So I was going to put it all in one show, but, I mean, there's just way too much, so I didn't want to bore you guys. So I'm just going to do wrestling news this show. And then later today, I'm going to record another show about Comic-Con, because the trailers alone, not even the trailers alone, Marvel, their Phase 4, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe alone is just fucking ridiculous, everything that's coming out, and it's good stuff. So let's get into some wrestling news, we'll do this show, and then I'll have another one for you later on. Alright, it's not too big of a show, I mean, I didn't go over Monday Night Raw or, uh, excuse me, SmackDown, because come to find out, Eric Bischoff wasn't even in charge of SmackDown, they made that announcement, what have you, we'll get to that later. But alright, we'll get to AEW first, of course, because this is the AEW Insider. Remember to check us out on social media and show us some love for your boy. Alright, Sean Spears sat down with good old JR and explained why he hit Cody with the chair. He said he said it was because Cody called him a good hand. That's right, a good hand. Uh, I get the gist of it, but I did not know how severe it was until I heard Bully Ray talk about it on Busted Open Radio. In the business, or maybe just in general, saying that somebody uh, somebody to that is a cause to get yourself fucked up. Uh, the most interesting part of the interview is when out of nowhere at the end, Tully Blanchard of the original Four Horsemen stepped on screen and whispered something in Sean Spears' ear. So now who do, will Cody have on his side when they fight at All Out? Will it be his brother, Dustin, or will it be another Four Horsemen member who's actually working for, well no, he wasn't working for AEW, but he said he would love to be, and you know he's going to be, but it's Arn Anderson it's got to be Arn Anderson if they're putting Tully Blanchard uh, with Sean Spears if not, it'll be Dustin but this is awesome, so we, it is confirmed that Cody and Sean Spears aka Ty Dillinger are going to fight at All Out, and we got to see who Cody's going to have in this corner uh, Matt Jackson went on record and said one day they want to put on a show right inside a Jaguar stadium. He was joking and laughing about it, but it's true. He said the rent would be free. Um, I hope they do so. If so, it, it'll be awesome. It could be their own WrestleMania. Like, AEW is going to do these pay-per-views, what have you, but once a year, they got to have a huge event. And why at first, in the first couple of years, would you not have it in Jacksonville Stadium? So let's just pray that's on the pipe, because I'm in Pennsylvania, and I'll shoot right over there in the airplane and be like, woo woo, I've traveled for WrestleManias, I'll be there too. Uh, AEW's YouTube released a great video of best friends Cody Rhodes and MJF. They were sitting in a conference room. They called Conrad on the screen. Conrad is the guy who works with AEW. He's in charge of StarCast, what have you. Uh, a lot of times when you see MJF, he's always making fun of his weight, calling him a fat slob and all that crap. Uh, Cody had MJF apologize to Conrad about all the terrible things he said in the past. And Conrad did accept. 
Cody said, great, I'm glad everything worked out. You're on StarCast now. Cody left the room, and MJF went off in his little thing. He's like, listen to me, you tubalarge, yada, yada, yada. He's like, I'm in StarCast now, bitch. There's nothing you could do about it. Comrade went to say something, and MJF just hung up the conference call with him. It was super sweet, and MJF's got his own show, because that's what Comrade does. He does, like, a lot of shows at these StarCasts. Yeah, you got to pay for them, but it's not much, and it's so fun to go to. That's the only thing that was missing out of WrestleCon. WrestleCon was great and Sarkat I mean uh, Con- Conrad I actually seen him there with SEU just saying and he had to just be looking like this is great but it's very boring because there was really nothing else besides just meeting wrestlers which is cool but giving them your money and just seeing them that was it there were no shows no nothing besides wrestling events that were going on there which I went but I mean different things like Conrad has sit downs with people crazy interviews you want to see but anyway MJF has been banned from StarCast before, because of that but he will be at sarcast at all out and he has his own show called like lifestyles of the rich and famous with mjf so it's going to be sweet because mjf rules and we all know it uh why why 2j chris jericho is doing a second rock and roll jericho cruise he did it last year it was a big success you could see the videos on youtube great matches what have you and they finally confirmed that the young bucks will be there again also, Dr. Britt Baker and Hangman Page. It'll be star-studded. It's going to be dope. So definitely check that out. Pretty sure it leaves in January. Uh, as a last, uh, excuse me, as a last night, well, two nights ago, but he, hopefully he had the record still intact. John Moxley is still undefeated over there in New Japan Wrestling. He's in a G1 tournament. And he hasn't been beat yet. Uh, he announced to the crowd that he's also going to win the G1 tournament. That's a bold statement, John. I'm just saying we'll have to see. Not saying that he can't win it, but whoever wins that, I believe, fights for the main title, their world championship, at their biggest pay-per-view of the year, their WrestleMania uh, uh, kingdom. I can't even believe the name sleep of my mind. Wanted to call it Final Kingdom, but it's not. But I love that. It's the best. But uh, we'll see how Moxley does. All right, on to some WWE news real quick. Uh, Ex-wrestler The Berserker, a.k.a. John Nord, avoided a jail sentence. Instead, the judge was nice and gave him five years probation. Uh, the Berserker has had many run-ins with the law in the past. Uh, most bar in the town he lives at in Minneapolis will not even let him in their establishment. He's bounced checks in the past. He's been arrested for DUI seven times for driving under the influence while he's on painkillers. And, you know, the painkillers are from all the damage that he's done to his body. That's why a lot of these guys and these wrestlers, most of them are dead in a hotel room somewhere. Because their body's so beaten up for giving it all to us during wrestling that they get hooked on pills and they're out there traveling trying to make money. And usually they just OD or just, just give it up in a hotel room. It's sad. But I guess he got busted with a DUI again. Uh, he should have been put in jail. But you gave him five years because his lawyer and he both said that he's in an assisted living home. He's going to have to stay in one for the rest of his days, like literally. And he's got ALS right now and he's in a wheelchair. So the judge actually gave him five years probation and said, I don't want to see you back in my courtroom again. And there is no driving whatsoever. So prayers to you, big guy. Can hope you, we here at AEW Insider hope you do overcome those demons someday. Uh, Renee Young could not stop herself from cracking up live on Raw this week. 
The announcers were going over about an event that happened with the 24-7 title when R-Truth won it back and he pinned Drake Maverick and Drake Maverick was actually in his underwear when he got pinned. So Graves, uh, what you call it, said, I thought R-Truth was going to use a small package for the win. They were talking about Drake Maverick's package. And that was all it took for Renee to bust out laughing and she could not stop for a while. It was very, very funny. And she even went on record in an interview saying something. She just lost it. Um, a trailer for the new John Cena movie dropped this week, and it explains why he had his hair cut like he did the last few months when everybody was making fun of him. Uh, the movie is called Playing With Fire, and it looks decent. It's him, John Leguizama, and others. Uh, what they play are like forest firefighters. Those guys will fight the big forest fighters deep in the woods, for somehow they rescue or come across some kids, and they have to watch them until somebody picks them up, or something like that, either their parents or an organization. But it looks very funny. So I'll be taking my daughter to see that in November. Check out the trailer for Playing With Fire if you haven't checked it out yet. Uh, Braun Strowman just signed a new deal with WWE. He will be staying with them until July 2023. So congrats to you, big man. Speaking of Braun Strowman, a video of him was posted. He was in a restaurant with some other people. He legit ate six pounds of food in less than ten minutes. It consisted of two huge burritos, four to five tacos, a triple cheeseburger, and two loaded fries. It made my stomach hurt watching him eat it. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Um, it has come to light that WWE has gone to Fox about putting NXT on Fox Tuesday night so they can go to head-to-head -head with AEW, which I think is very, very fucked-up move on WWE's part. I pray it doesn't come to fruition, because if so, AEW will be fine, but it's just bullshit. Like they said, oh, anytime they're asking about AEW, they act like they don't even exist, you know what I mean? But look at everything that I did. They've been scared since day fucking one when they were making people turn their t-shirts um, inside out and out at their events. So keep lying to yourself, WWE. All these moves and everything you've been doing just shows you're scared as fuck. It's just bullshit. Uh, let me see. It has come to light when we get back to Eric Bischoff again. Eric Bischoff was not uh, behind the scenes at Thursday SmackDown like it was reported. It has been even taken a step further, saying he is not even in charge of creative team. People in creative were told he's not running it. So he'll be, he'll be wearing many hats and working directly with Fox mostly. But that kind of sucks to me because his, with his know-how behind it and some of his things, it would have been a better product. So who knows with all that. Uh, uh, Ex-WWE star and Vince McMahon's other son, Hornswoggle, did a sit-down interview with none other than Chris Van Valet. I believe I got a right of a law. So, as always, I plug Chris because he has the greatest wrestling interview, so check it out on YouTube. It's a funny one. All right, uh, some of our sources, as always, that we get our news from and on Internet, online, or in print are like The Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholic, Sean's View, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, WWFOldSchool.com, BodySlam.net, and Sam Roberts, just to name a few. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to wrap up the show. I only got like two, like, I don't know, a couple more things to talk about. We got a little NWA, Impact News, House of Glory, what have you, and then I'm going to get to that Comic-Con show for you guys. As always, thank you for tuning in with the AEW Insider. We'll be, back, we'll be right back with some wrestling from around the world. And uh, thank you guys, as always. I'll be right back. All right, peeps, we're back. Thank you for joining us on the AEW Insider. 
Now, Ring of Honor Wrestling, they've got the Villain Club. We waited for months to see who the new member was. It was Flip Gordon. This weekend, I seen footage of them. I seen them all come out together as a four-piece, and they are awesome, and they look awesome. I mean, it's so great what Ring of Honor can do for wrestling fans. I mean, come on, like, seriously. It's, I, mean, I mean, wrestlers in general. Like, these guys just get these wrestlers, they cultivate them, they become huge stars, and then they just go away. But for some reason, Ring of Honor could just keep that machine going. I don't know how they've done it. But if you actually don't even know the history of them, if you go and just look at how many huge stars and champions came from that promotion, it would blow your fucking mind, like, literally. But, I mean, it's just awesome to see Bill and Enterprises together because PCO was just amazing and they got a second lease on his career. And uh, everybody else said it's amazing, too. It just sucks when contracts are up because, you know, Marty Skrull is going right to AEWs with his boys, the Elite, and Flip Gordon will be following, too. So, I mean, it sucks, but it's great. But that, uh, excuse me, the Villain Enterprises and the, the feud they're going to be having with Lifeblood is going to be fucking one for the ages, seriously. Because Lifeblood's an awesome group, too. Juice Robertson's the man. And uh, Emma was in their group, but we know her contract went up a couple m months ago. So you know Emma will be debuting in AEW. And then it's up to her to stay injury-free, because the chick is always getting injured, man. I thought Sasha Bank was bad. I love Emma, but damn, girl. All right, real quick, we'll get to some NWA news. Uh, Eli Drake made his first appearance on NWA TV, and he had an amazing showing. He cut an awesome promo after two, pretty much say he's saying that he's going for that 10 pounds at NWA gold. If anybody can beat Nick Aldis, it will be Eli Drake. And it's crazy how excited Aldis was to have him come to the company and all that, and I genuinely believe he was because it definitely adds more excuse me, validity to the promotion, even though it doesn't need it. But it sucks, because he's going to be the one to take that strap from you, all this. All this actually banned the AEW Insider on Twitter, man. So it went over a couple things ago. We're big all this is Marks. We think he's amazing. What he did is amazing, even before he was in NWA, like with TNA. <clears throat> excuse me. But it sucks. One day he asked about, they were looking for a new Wolverine. So a female and I, which I talked about in the show before, made a couple cracks about it. I said, no, they said they were looking for an actor, Nick, or something like that. He literally got butt hurt and blocked us. So that's real, real weak. Drop that strap. No, I'm only joking. All right, Impact Wrestling. Uh, I misinformed you last week about Impact Wrestling's matchup tournament. I didn't know about it, though. I just seen the name, and I seen a uh, picture of it. I thought they were going to be putting people against each other, like mixing it up. But come to find out, it was kind of like WWE's Mixed Match Challenge. But they did it all in one show, which kind of sucked. Because I switched it. I wish they would have switched it out for like a couple weeks or a month. But it was on Friday night. If you don't know, Twitch. TV, that's where Impact plays for free, or you can subscribe and get a bunch of other stuff, but uh, what it was is that it was like WWE's Mitch Match Tournament, it was just a bunch of people thrown into a pot, and by random, supposedly, which it wasn't, they were picked to team up with each other, so you can have like members of Sammy Callahan's OVE versus each other, or you can even have Sammy Callahan uh, being tag team partners with Tessa Blanchard, or imagine that it could be Sammy, uh, excuse me, Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard versus OVE or a member OVE. And guess what? That's exactly what happened on Friday Night Show. 
one match had a member of OVE on each side, which was Madman and David Chris, which was very cool. Then in another match later, it was David Chris's brother on one side, and it was Sammy Callahan and Tessa on the other. So, I mean, the tournament was awesome. In the end, of course, Sammy Callahan did end up winning it with Tessa Blanchard. So now they get to do something. I forget what it was, but they get some kind of... The winner of the team, it, I, I had it written down, but I didn't write it like an idiot. But the winner of the team moves on and do something big, like go for the belts or go for something like that, or maybe fight each other. I think maybe they fight each other, and then that winner... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they fight each other, and then the winner of that goes for the main title. That's what it is, which is friggin' awesome. Because Sammy Callahan is the best in that company. He should have been champion. He needs to be champion for a long time. Uh, but anyway, definitely check out check out Impact Wrestling's mashup tournament from Friday night, because it was a good time. It really was. Um, I've seen Impact Wrestling in person at WrestleMania weekend and before, and it's always a good time, I'm telling you. So check them out if they come down to a town near you, because the roster they have right now is pretty fucking dope. Like Sammy Callahan, Tessa, the Rascals, I can keep going on. I mean, come on, man. Taya Valkyrie, everybody. All right. Um, I posted a match of the week every week, but even better this week, I actually posted a promo. It was shared in the AEW Insider Group, our group on Facebook, which you guys should definitely join and come join us. But it was a commercial for this old event in a promotion. It was called Wrestle Rock. It was a big event in the 80s. You could tell it was like a promotion for WrestleMania for these guys. It was the cheesiest, grainiest, shittiest video with the cheesiest rap song about Wrestle Rock. But the video is filled with so many fucking legends. My head almost blew up. It's got The Rockers, Scott Hall, Kurt Henning, Bruiser Brody, and a ton more. They actually stand there. They're singing like rapping, whatever. But it's all shot in different locations. You just got to check it out. It is amazing. It's a commercial for Wrestle Rock, And you got to check it out on the Twitter or on YouTube. Um, as we know, we're going to House of Glory. House of Glory's High Intensity 8, their WrestleMania pay-per-view of the year. We went last summer, like I said. We're going for Friday, August the 9th. Up until like a couple days ago, the only thing that was announced was the Young Bucks would be there. And pretty much that's all you need. But of course, I want to know who else was on the card. Last year, there was Sammy Callahan. Bully Ray Dudley showed up. Austin Aries. Uh, what you call it? We got to meet Enzo there. So um, what I seen released, though, was two other big names for me besides uh, what you call the Young Bucks. Scott Hall is actually going to be there doing a meet and greet with autographs or pictures. So I, I, that's going to be fucking awesome. I just hope he's not wasted so it can be a good time. No knock to you, but you know, uh, hey man. Hey yo. And then also Rich Swan is going to be there in some big tournament for an eight man. So right now we got the Young Bucks, Rich Swan, and Scott Hall, which isn't too bad. But they'll definitely be adding more on before it goes there because they always do. So that's going to be a good time. Uh, Joey Ryan had a great interview with Sam Roberts this week. You definitely got to check that out on Ch Sam Not Sam on YouTube. Uh, that's pretty much uh, I mean, well, one more thing. NXT we'll get to real quick. Adam Cole Bebe is my favorite, my dog. You know that. He says that he's done with Johnny Gargano if he looked at it his way. But, of course, you know Johnny Gargano's not hearing that. So it was, it was decided that they're going to have a best out of threes ma three match. So whoever wins two matches first wins. So you know to go to the third match. But I'm pretty sure the thing is, is that they get to pick the stipulations. I think one picks what one match is, whether it's Hell in a Cell. The other one picks what the other one is, whether it's hardcore. And I think maybe the fans or NXT will pick the third one. So those guys are going to tear the fucking house down. So look out for that. Uh, I'm going to do another show, though, man. Comic-Con was crazy. 
We've got a little toy coverage because there's crazy, ridiculous toys you never even knew of coming out. We've got crazy movie trailers. I'm just going to name a couple, like It 2, Top Gun 2, finally, Maverick, which is insane, Jay and Silent Bob, tons of TV shows, and just the Marvel panel alone with the Marvel movies and their TV shows that they come in out have coming out in Phase 4 is just fucking ridiculous. So I'm going to do a little show later about Comic-Con and cover all the pop me- uh pop culture stuff because we love that too here um again this is lee this is the aew insider i'll be back sooner than i was you know what i mean this time i'm just going to collect a lot more news i won't say it's slow this week but i mean i don't know it's not usually as much as it usually is but i'll keep you up to date on anything that i know of or that i hear of uh definitely tune in for our show all the time i appreciate it check us out on twitter under the aew insider one and on facebook on aew insider Check out Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe for WWE news. My boys just started this uh, podcast slash show in our area. They cover sports. I'm a wrestling guy, not really a sports guy. But definitely check out the 570 podcast on Facebook. But I'll what you call it. I'll be back later. We'll be back next week or in a couple days with some news. As always, thank you for joining me. This is Lee Benz. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Facebook. And this is the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps. <laughs>